dejected in a way that they have not accomplished a successful career in life and that in life they have not been those who have met their ambitions. No. With every single individual, Allah Ta'ala has given a responsibility. And if we do that responsibility well, according to the way Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala has commanded, for the pleasure of Allah, so that we can have or we can create a comfort zone for many who are benefactors to society. We can create a comfort zone and a learning institution within our homes for children to be the future flag bearers of the deen of Islam so that they can have models, they can have ethics, they can have principles and that they can be the future leaders that this world desperately needs at this time. Then Alhamdulillah, these are acts of virtual ibadah that is very pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But yet, in the month of Sha'aban, Nabi sallallahu ta'ala to his practical example has reminded everyone that there is a preparatory phase that we have to go through in order to acquire and procure the maximum benefits from the month of Ramadan. As we always say, for 11 months of the year we have this spiritual inertia, it's like this spiritual laziness. And then all of a sudden with the sighting of the moon on the first of Ramadan, we are now expected to instantaneously transform to become uh, marathon runners into sprinters or sprinters into marathon runners. It's impossible to achieve the maximum benefits of Ramadan if we are going to try and prepare ourselves for the commencement of the month of Ramadan on the 29th or the 30th of Sha'aban. When the month of Sha'aban begins, now is the time for us to increase our tilawat of the Qur'an. It is the time for us to increase, to try and manage our time, to make modules and to make methods and to make um, a, a, a certain schedules wherein we can know that we have planned the month of Ramadan around, around our daily activities and we can derive the maximum benefit. So this is a great preparatory phase. But even in preparation, we always know accomplishment of the ambition is when it becomes rewarding. But here for the preparatory phase of the month of Ramadan, Allah has made even the preparation rewarding as well. In that, the reward that Allah gives for ibadah in this month, Alhamdulillah, in the way of Allah, which is always increased from the specified ibadah that Allah Ta'ala has given a count of in months out of the month of Shabbat. So hence, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, in his wisdom, used to fast excessively in the month of Shaban, more so in the month of Shaban than any other month with the exclusion of the month of Ramadan, because these are all optional fasts. They are not compulsory, but when someone makes the year to do something which is optional for the sake and the pleasure of Allah, beautiful hadith of Qudsi, wherein Allah says, لا يزال عبدي يتقرب إلي بالنوافل that if someone wants to do something which is nothing, a supernovality action, something that they do not have to do, which I have not compelled them to do, but they compel themselves to do it because of their love for me and seeking closeness to me. لا يزال عبدي يتكذب إلي بالنوافل That that servant who does these nawafil actions only for my pleasure, that they continuously gain closeness to me. With every action, it is a step closer to Allah. So that extra two rakat of nawafil which we recite or which we perform, do not think that we have been stagnated and remain in the same place. The simple fact that the intent was to please Allah is already a step forward in the direction of Allah. It is taking an advance towards Allah. And Allah mentions that if you take a step towards me, I take ten steps towards you. If you come towards me walking, I come towards you running. Allah wants to see movement. Allah wants to see activity, proactivity, even in the most minutest form. And Allah Ta'ala will inshallah make the first step into a sustainable, marathon, 
اف عباده وتشيتش ذاتو الله تعالى سو لا يزال عبد يتقرب من نوافي حتى احبه فانتم لو جبتوا بسؤال لا بس سو ليس توجد نفيه كم فرصه الفرصه تجيه اي فيتشي اي ويل لاف اللي اسك ذات اس من اوبرس لاس ذا بينيفيتس تو من اوتشي لاس ذا بينيفيتس تو من اوسبوسز لاس ذا بينيفيتس تو وات ار ذا بينيفيتس ذا الله سبحانه وتعالى يجيب تو ذا وان هو هي لاس As is, when I love my servants because he has done that which he did not have to do, but he has done it for my pleasure. When I love him, very quickly I've mentioned this before. He said, Allah says, "Go to Basra, who love you, see you be here." That I change his entire outlook on life. That when he sees something, I become the disciple which he sees. Allah does not become the servant. The servant does not become Allah. No, but Allah says, when he looks at something, he looks with being conscious of me that he will only look at that which I love, and he will turn away from that which I hate. to some i would love less maudi he will only listen to that which i love him to listen to and he will close his ears to that which i would hate for him to listen to wakun to yadahu allati yatishu biha i become his hands meaning he will only do those type of actions that please me his hands will not be engaged in activities that earns my displeasure wakun to yadahu allati yamshu biha he will only frequent places that i love and i want him to frequent and he will stay away from places that earns my displeasure and as i said وَإِذَا سَأَلَنِي لَمَنْ يُجِيبُ دَكْسَتِيْشَسْ وَإِذَا سَأَلَنِي لَمَنْ يُعَاسِقُنِي أَتَّتْ تَيْمْ أَفْتَرْ رِسِيْفِنْ دَكْسَتِيْشَسْ أَوْفَ مَيْ لَوْفْ أَعْتَيْتُهُ أَجِيبُهُ نَوْ دُونْتْ تَكْتُ الْوَانْعَ أَجْوَالِيَةَ وَنَسِيْ لِتَسْ دُوَيْتَ نَفِيْنْ Because Allah is saying that after doing nothing, we become closer to Him. He loves us, and when we ask, then we will receive. Let us not do it from material gain. If we perform all our nawafil, let us not in the du'a ask Allah Subhanahu wa Taala for millions and millions of rands in wealth, but we ask Allah Taala to give of our heart the greed for wealth. Because when we desire wealth, that is an insatiable desire. But when Allah gives us contentment and gives our heart of the love of wealth, that is the greatest gift, and that makes us the most wealthiest person that walks upon the earth. So Allah says, "Why does Allah when they ask, I will give them? But those who give closest to Allah don't ask for the dunya; they ask for the akhirah. That is the difference. We set out on this path to become close to Allah because we want the dunya." But along the way, our minds and our hearts are transformed. Where the love of Allah itself is the greatest gift. The giver becomes the gift, not that which the giver has given to us. And we abandon the world, and we say, "Ya Allah, simply to be intoxicated with Your love is the greatest gift." And therefore, that is all we ask Allah Taala for. Ya Allah, increase Your love for us every day. Ya Allah, increase our stature in the hereafter. وَالْعَزَّاعَلِ الْعَزَّاعِيَنَّهُ الْيَنْعُوسُ وَالْعَزَّاعِ سِيَّةَ الْحُرَّةِ الْحُرَّةِ You say, Ya Allah, protect us from the crime in our community. Protect us from hijackers. Protect us from thieves. This is not the protection that Allah speaks of. That if people lose their lives in this manner, it is the will of Allah. That it means that Allah has written that time of expiry. Yes, they may have passed away under violent circumstances. It may have been tragic. But as Muslims, we accept it is the will of Allah. That it is not the perpetrator of that crime that took the life. That it was Allah's will that the life will be accepted by the angel of death at that time. That just the reason for this to be enacted is the one who perpetrated the crime. So when we ask protection from Allah, the greatest protection that we need to ask Allah from that personality who is Shaitan. That is the greatest enemy, not the one that lurks in the dark waiting to rob us. The greatest 
enemy of a believer is shaitan because shaitan comes openly not to steal our commodities but to steal our iman. Our commodities we will leave behind when we are creating our day. All we take is our iman. If we have protected our commodities but we have not protected our iman, then we will be traversed into the hereafter. We have nothing to show whilst we have left anything behind in the world for people to fight over and to forget to make dua for us, those that are deceased. So here Allah says, this is why the Prophet had shown in the month of Sha'ban. He increased his nawafi fasting because this was a chosen act of love from the Prophet If it is not fasting, it can be any other form of ibadah. If it wants to be tilawat of the Qur'an, the zikr of Allah, we are entitled and we are free to do any act of ibadah to Allah if we find one is more difficult than the other or something is easier to achieve than another action, do an easy action. Fasting was loved by the Prophet that's why the Prophet increased his fasting. If we want to increase the salawat, then the rules and salam upon the Prophet let us go to the month of Shaban. Why? Because the eye of the Qur'an within Allah says to us and informs us in Allah wa malaikatahu yusayyuna ala nabi to the end of the ayah. That ayah praising the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was also revealed in the blessed month of Sha'abah. So as it should be to that increase our salawat any form of nafi action. So then Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was asked by saying the Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha the Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam why do you fast so much in the month of Sha'abah? And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that this is a month which people neglect. This is a month which people forget about. This is a month which people abandon. Now look at the foresight and the wisdom and the knowledge of the Prophet And I will say from personal experience, myself included, the first indictment is upon myself, first condemnation is upon myself. Then when the month of Ramadan is approaching, all that we do is focused on the first of Ramadan. And what we are trying to do, we are trying to manage and tie up our affairs before the commencement of Ramadan. When I said we prepare for the month of Ramadan, in the month of Shaban, some of us deem preparation to mean let's get all the family drives out of the way. Let's get all the beach trips out of the way. That is how we need to prepare for the month of Ramadan, because in the month of Ramadan, we will not be able to enjoy ourselves. So let's enjoy ourselves in the month of Shaban to the maximum, because the month of Ramadan is only about Ibadah. Now this is how we say, and this is the foresight of the Prophet When the Prophet said, People forget about it. People neglect it. And realistically, why? Because the Bishra said, who are shahrul in Rajab or Ramadan. Because it is a month which is between Rajab and Ramadan. So because Rajab is an exalted month, and Ramadan is an exalted month, sometimes what appears in between is forgotten. We forget it naturally, because we just come out of one, and now we're focusing on the next one. But about this, Nabi Sallallahu stated, Rajab Shahrullah. The Rajab is the month of Allah. Wa Sha'ban Shahri. And Sha'ban is my month. Wa Ramadan Shahrul Ummah. And Ramadan is the month for the Ummah. So we have come from the month of Allah. Now we are in the month of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And then inshaAllah we will progress to our month. So when she asked her, Rasulullah, why do you fast the month? She said, people are absent-minded about the month of Sha'ban. And he said, Huwa Shahrul. It is a month wherein the actions of my believers are raised to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The records of what we did are raised to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the month of Sha'aban. Now so this gives us an idea 
that typically as we sit here now, whatever we've done for the world is now being presented in the court of Allah. But Alhamdulillah, that these registers are not registers which are not permitted to be amended to the will and the mercy of Allah. But we seek the mercy of Allah, that Ya Allah, if our bad outweighs our good, Ya Allah, amend our bad so that we can make istighfar and erase it. Ya Allah, the good that is registered for us, Ya Allah, give us this little time to try increasing it many fold so that when it is presented, Alhamdulillah, it is much more than we are worthy of and we deserve that given to us through the mercy <coughs> of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Nabi Sallallahu said, فَأُحِبُّ Because the deeds are presented to Allah, فَأُحِبُّ Then I would love that I would love that when my deeds are presented to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I am in a state of fasting. Subhanallah. Imagine Allah is looking at the deeds of a believer, and then Allah is looking at the current state of affairs of that believer. And Allah is saying, as I am reading, or as I am taking note of what he has done, he is actually worshipping me in a state of fasting. That invokes the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it is something which is very, very important. But here Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa mentioned regarding our deeds. And our deeds for what is to come in the akhirah. Very quickly, one ayah of the Holy Quran that is related to this month of Sha'aban. It's a very beautiful ayah of the Holy Quran. The reason for revelation over the Bishops and decided this ayah <coughs> very quickly is that a tribe of very poor people entered Medina. Very poor, destitute. They barely had clothes on. They barely had, they showed signs of hunger. They hadn't eaten for days. And when Nabi Sallallahu saw the pitiful condition of this group of people from the tribe of Mubarak, an anger overtook Nabi Sallallahu That how is it possible that human beings can be in such a state of abject poverty and be so destitute? Such a contrast in the times that we live in today. All around us, we see destitute people. We see people who are living on the streets. Yet you have a government minister whose task and responsibility is to uplift those people and to provide for them that they will drive past them in German luxury sedans while the citizens who they are appointed to serve are sleeping under cargo boxes and seeing the pangs of hunger. That is the contrast. And they show no anger. They show no remorse. They show no regret. They show no sadness and their failure. Here Nabi Salaam sees a group of poor people and Nabi Salaam becomes angry, he becomes upset. That why has the community not rallied together to look after these people? Why did they have to reach this pitiful and sad condition? And Nabi Salaam gives instructions to Sayyidina Bilal, sound the Adhan, Sayyidina Bilal gives the Adhan, Nabi Salaam performs Salah, then Nabi Salaam addresses the people. And Nabi Salaam recites this ayah and says, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amal taqullah. See and be aware of what you have invested for yourself in the hereafter. So every moment of our life, as we check our bank balance on our phones, we check what goes in, what goes out, what payments are made, and very meticulous about that. And if there's a discrepancy, then we will query it. Here, what are we investing for the hereafter? How much of stock do we take every day? How much of good have I invested for my akhirah? 
how much of good am I to expect that, or how much of bad have I done where I'm going to uh, uh, be uh, punished by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So every day, every moment, dear brothers in Islam, is about taking stock. The Sahaba, they used to show us that every action that they did was for the sake of the Akhirah. Sayyidina Abu Dardar, nice incident, I'll try and complete it in two minutes, inshallah. <coughs> Once he suddenly came to him and said to him, Oh, my master, <coughs> there is a destitute family that is on the banks of the river, that they have nothing to eat, so much so that they have resorted to eating carrion. Carrion is the meat, the rotting carcass of an animal that died through natural causes, and it is rotting over time. So that is carrion. And they were eating that meat because they had nothing else to eat. And said, so this is the situation of the family. And then Abu Dhabdar said, Oh my servant, go to our pen where we keep our camels. Find the best camel, the best one. And slaughter that camel and feed it to these people for the pleasure of Allah. The servant goes and he looks, and they are many beautiful animals. And he looks at the best camel, a majestic camel. It's strong, it's good for breathing, there's so many advantages. And he says, well, if all it's going to be is a meal for a hungry person, then why should I slaughter the best one? Let me look for something of a bit of, of, a, bit of a less standard or quality, and we slaughter that the object will be achieved, there will make a difference. <coughs> and so he did that. And so when he returned to his master, he said, I've done it as you instructed. He said, Abu Dhabda says, you have not done exactly as I instructed to do. Yes. You have to get my instruction, but what did I instruct you to slaughter the best? I said, oh my master, please don't be upset with me. I did this to protect your wealth. I did this to protect your interests. And he said to him that the wealth that you speak about, only one third of it belongs to you. That if you have to divide it into three parts, the first owner of your wealth is your destiny. That with time, your wealth will go. The second owner of your wealth as it stands now are your heirs, your children. Because it is inevitable and assured that we will die. It means that they will inherit when we die and they are already owners in our wealth. And he said, the third is me. I only own the third of it. He said that the option I have is I can take my third of the wealth, which is the best part of my wealth, and give it in the part of Allah. But I have not lost it all. I have done it, invested it so that it returns to me with reward in the hereafter. So you see the wisdom. If we give to what we give the worst of what we have. And when we cross the threshold to Qayyamah, we look at now you know, we gave leftover food, we gave leftover clothes. We expect a great reward. That is the level and the standard and the quality of reward we will get. But if we gave the best, then we will receive the best of ourselves and that which was not important to us, we left to our destiny and we left to our lives. So there is a certain wisdom, I'm not trying to teach you economics or financial management. Uh, but sometimes we just have to break things down and then inshallah we see the wisdom in the rules of Islam and in the place of Allah. So this is the month of Sha'ban, inshallah we try and increase our fasting in this month. There are three fasts on the 13th, 14th and 15th coincides with the 6th, 7th and 8th of March for those who will be observing the Sunnah fast inshallah we will accept it from us and next week we will make the announcement on the observation of the night of Sha'ban inshallah we will grant us topic. <coughs> Why not here is requested for Ibrahim, Mazid Kassim, Rashid Abdi, Ibrahim, Fatima, Bibi, Muhammad, Yusuf Rawat, Ali Samriya, and all of their pastors, may Allah Ta'ala grant them, Jannah of Firdaus, inshallah. Why Shafa is requested for Ibrahim, Kareem, Farida Adam, Fahima Ismail, Fatima, Bibi, Osman, 
محمد علی قادر اسماعیل امام علی